Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I've met this fiance, Nia Long, and you know, she was she was nice and pretty and all tell those me, good tell things. Me, tell me Eme brought it up and you didn't say so. So what's, what's, what's your fiance at? Where's she at? You didn't, I, I you didn't did, drop that I line, did you? I, I did not. Eme grabbed my hand. <laughs> he grabbed my hand and said, let me introduce you to my wife. You said bet. And, and I said, I, I did like you. I said, bet, bet. Let's do <laughs> And let, let me do like you were saying. Let me, let me beat your sweat. Let's do this, okay? Let's do this. <laughs> the big girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. Back with another episode of the Cedric Maxwell podcast. I am Joe Claypool Bone. He is, of course, Cedric Maxwell. He's pulling up in the airport right now from Logan Airport, but we're squeezing this episode in before he goes, Max. Right? I mean, we got a lot yeah, to talk about. You got you got Jason Tatum headed to the Olympics. You got Celtics fans going crazy because of that picture that uh, is floating around of him and a and Bradley Beal. That's got all the fans excited. This this uh. This match, this match made in heaven, in basketball heaven, if you will. I mean, you got to give it to him, man. Two guys from St. Louis playing on the same U.S. team. I mean, you don't, you don't see that so often, which, of course, they're, they're celebrating. This is one heck of a moment for those two. But in terms of someone like Bradley Beal seriously considering going to Boston, like, is that a realistic thing? For, you know, when you, when you think about it, I mean, clearly the Celtics, you know, they, they, they could pave the way if they want to, right, whether it's uh, continuing to save money and not re-sign guys, but – if that's a target for next summer, Max, let me ask you this. You know, is it wise for the Celtics to sort of put all their eggs in the, into this basket, so to speak? Or is there a way for Brad Stevens to sort of do a little bit of both, right? Stay competitive and, of course, you know, try to keep that cap as as, uh, as minimal as possible or, or try to save as much well, money. Well, I think he's done that so far. You think about Kimba moving that contract on, getting Al's contract back. You know, one washes out the other, but there was another year on Kimba's contract. So you've already saved money in that position. Who do you really want? And people have been asking me over and over, you know, well, who do you think is recruiting better? Do you think with Bill recruiting Tatum or Tatum recruiting Bill? Well, who has the better platform? The better platform would be in Boston. So if Tatum was recruiting Bill to come here, I think it would go that way instead of Bill recruiting Tatum going to D.C. Is that a championship team? Like looking ahead here, if, hypothetically, if those three get together, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Bradley Beal, is, is that a foregone conclusion that that core can can win a championship? What what do you what do you see? I, what you see in there is a bunch of offense. Have you said anything defensively yet? 
I don't think you said anything about any one of those guys who are going to kill you defensively. And, and at the end of the day, you have to have those people who are going to step up defensively. Al Horford brings in a certain amount of defense and offense at the same time. That's what the Celtics have to get, somebody who is defensively minded and offensively who is just a juggernaut. I uh, may saying, you know, hey, I got two pillars, two guys who I can go to. But at the same time, I'll ask you, you tell me the contrast between those two players that we're talking about, Brown and Tatum. What is the contrast? One plays a little more. One, I, I tell you what, for you, one is dark one, skin one and one is light skin. <laughs> <laughs> one's dark skin and one's light skin. You always put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, and I can say that, okay? We can say that's this on one of many Boston Celtics fans are pretty happy at the end of this week because uh, familiar faces coming back. That's Al Horford traded from the Oklahoma City Thunder in exchange for Kemba Walker. This year's uh, number 16th pick, of course, in the first round. And uh, the Celtics in, in return are also getting Al and getting Moses Brown, which I, I think is a, a good deal for the Celtics right now. A, a good first step in the right direction from the uh, new Celtics president of basketball operations, Brad Stevens. But, Max, what do you think? What do you think about this deal? I mean, to bring back Al, well, yeah, obviously, feel- we, knew, we knew what Al was before, you know, when he was in Boston. But now he comes back into a new team, a new situation here. How do you feel about it? Well, you know, you're not getting the same mail. This is an older player now. Uh, but I think he's still very serviceable. Uh, what you wanted to do, set picks, uh, you know, locker room presence, I think is good. He can extend the floor by shooting the jump shot. And the best thing I like about Al is he can defend the basketball. So if you can get that from Al, then, you know, you can get 25, 30 minutes a game. You know, you would, I would absolutely love that. I mean, I just think it's a culture move, right? I mean, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when the Celtics season came to an end. Like, they need to change the culture. And I think when it comes to playing hard-nosed defense and putting forth the right effort that we know this team can put forth, and we saw it in stretches, we just didn't see it consistently throughout the course of the regular season. Then you're going to see a different team. I think Al is that kind of guy who can put forth the right message, but make sure everyone is holding themselves accountable on the defensive end. Nah, I'm not really buying that. I think that's who he was, Max. He was that before. He's going to be the same guy now. Well, Maybe the numbers no, won't be the same. No, but it's not about no, necessarily no. the numbers here. Al, Al did not. Al did not hold people accountable, and that's one thing I talked about. Al and the fact that he should have been maybe in that position, being a guy who was a leader on this team, who was a star on this team, holding guys more accountable. Uh, you know, his voice was not heard. Uh, Al came to me several times and asked, what, what should I do? I said, Al, you need to talk to these guys. And so Al, I, I hope that Al's able to do that. He has the respect to do that. But will he do that? I think that's a whole nother thing. And now that you have a new coach, will that coach insist that Al is able to do that. I don't think he's the kind of guy that gets in people's faces, but when he leads by example, when he's anchoring the defense on a night in and night out basis, I think it resonates, Max. That kind of that kind of approach is not only something that everyone wants to see and leads by example, you know, everyone is going to follow, but it's almost like someone like Robert Williams is never going to forget Al Horford. I mean, he talked about that at media day before the start of the season, how he was a mentor to him, how, you know, behind closed doors, that was a guy that made sure that he was always doing all right. You know, obviously when he was drafted all the time, Lord Jones, I mean, he got that nickname for the wrong reasons, right? And Al Horford immediately stepped in there and was a mentor to him. So now you see him two years later, obviously Robert Williams is a much better player at this point, but at least you have Al to, to help them through these stages here, through this crucial season, especially this crucial offseason, you know, this this transition into, into essentially a new era, right? A, a new head coach is going to come in here sooner or later. And, and if you ask me, 
I think someone like Jason Tatum probably had a say in this, or at least if he was asked about it, said, you know what? Yeah, I would love to see Al back in the team. You know, he's another guy who said that the media day after Al Horford left, he was like, man, Al Horford's one of my favorite teammates. You know, that was a young Jason Tatum. We're two years removed from that, but I would love to see what happens, how he can make him a better player, of course, and the rest of the team. Well, you and I are going to agree to disagree. I think Al is going to be good for this team. But I think when it, it comes to being vocal and leading by example, Al will do that. Uh, but this team also needs one of these guys, a veteran guy, who's going to get in somebody's face and be vocal and be that guy who's going, damn it, we ain't going to take this. And that's not who Al is as a player. And I respect that. So I don't look for Al to come in and, and grab people by the throats and say, this is what we're going to do. But if he leads by example, I will be satisfied with that. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron and ready to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world largest two hundred thousand dollar NFL Survivor Contest open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage, make a bet, and if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo NFL100. That's right, all you new customers out there, sign up, use the promo code NFL100 and win big money today. Well, let me ask you this, Max. Did, uh, did, did Brad pull the trigger too quickly here? I mean, do, do you think that he could have shopped Kemba around a little more? Could he have gotten a better deal than what we're seeing right now? Because some people are saying, well, maybe that out offer, you know, maybe that package deal could have been waiting for you a week or two later down the road. Maybe that was something you do when all the other ones, you know, all the other deals you try to put together strike out. Too many things going on right now. Take the first thing that's coming. I mean, you're able to, Unload that contract with Kimber. You've done that. Now you've gotten a, a pretty good big piece coming back in Al, who can defend the basketball. So why wait? You're talking about let's let's wait to do this. Let's wait to do that. And that was one of the complaints that everybody had about Danny H. Oh, right. Danny has all these draft picks. He's not using them. He's not. Well, Brad Stevens came in and immediately used uh, some leverage and went in and make a made a deal. And for the most part, I think people are happy about. That. Uh, you know, I'm probably sure Kimba's not happy about it because he loved his team. He loved his organization. And, and let's say this about him. Perfect player. Perfect gentleman. It did not work out for him physically because Kimba started to wane with his, his body, not being able to play uh, every day and not give a contribution like that. But it, the, I, I enjoyed Kimba as a player. I enjoyed him as a person. And what he did for this team, I think you can't measure it in words. Right. And I also feel like the, the fact that the Celtics obviously were a 500 team last year, Aldridge is sort of in that category or that in that space of people who are thinking, well, you're supposed to do something big here, right? You know, you got bounced out of the first round. So where's that big move or at least a couple of them? But I'm like, man, we talked about it briefly. Dennis Schroeder, I think that's a very underrated move by, by Brad Steve. Yeah. Well, I think that, that saved this offseason. Truder is the underrated move. Uh, you think about it. he was a $84 million player and you got him for $6 million. So that in itself is, is, is a bargain. 
Uh, I think if you look at Evan Fournier, who, who left here, I think that the Celtics did not want to pay him 20. I think they solidified some of their young talent. Marcus Smart is in play. And I think you start looking at those contracts. As much as I would not want them to trade Marcus, I think the contract lines up where it is a a, a trade-friendly contract if, in fact, you wanted to move him, Rob Williams. You have your core unit of guys right now who are under contract for extended periods of time, and I do like that about the Celtics. Yeah, I think that's the part that he he sort of overlooked here. I, I mean, I, again, when you're from when you're when you're covering this team from from Boston, it's a different perspective because we knew how important it was to lock in someone like Marcus Smart heading into the regular season, right? Well, I mean, he the, didn't know where he stands with the organization. Well, a lot of people didn't like Marcus. I think that was the biggest thing. Uh, there, a lot of people who felt that his value was inflated, that he was a you know, and, and people didn't look at actually his numbers last year. You know, he had career-high numbers in so many different areas. I think scoring the basketball, his field goal percentage from the three-point line was about 36, 30, almost 38%, so league average. So I, I think that, you know, he was underrated, and I think that is a quality move that you get back in the fold that people don't talk about. And on top of that, uh, you the people that you brought back. You know, I love the fact that Al Horford's back. Uh, you know, Cantor, who I've always loved as a rebounder, he comes back. So he solidifies the bigs. And then you still have Warren. Um, uh, you have guards, which you might want to try to move around. Um, and this thing probably, you know, people say right now, it isn't over until it's over. Oh, so you're waiting for another move here. Huh? Are, you, are you saying you just can't wait to see how they play? How well, they you know, do you think that Dunn, who is a very good, who, who was a standout player, and he's with your lineup, but look at the numbers right now. Where is he when you think about your guards? I mean, because you said if Marcus is a starter, are you going to have Schroeder as a starter? Are you going to have? Um, are you going to hand the ball over to Pritchard? Let him be a starter as a guard in his second year in the league. So no, I, I think yet. there are a lot of questions out there about what this team can and will and won't do. Were you surprised by the uh, the extension of, of Robert Williams and Josh Richardson? I mean, you know, we, we've talked about Robert Williams and how valuable that player is, of course, when he's healthy. But are you surprised Brad Stevens went ahead and, and, and gave him a four-year extension before the start of this season? I think that Brad just wanted to top all the loose ends. You know, you see players who go into their lame, lame duck years and they put a lot of pressure on themselves. So what he did, he took the pressure off of a young player and allows him to get out and just get out and play. $54 million, that's not a bad price, right? You know? No, no. For and, that extension and, for and four the, more years? Yeah. In the NBA now, $54 million is is a bargain uh, for some of these guys. You think about it because you look at the, the top-tier players. You know, they, they're asking for $50 million a year. Uh, so for you to get a guy for four years or how many years at those numbers – are, are numbers that eventually could look really good. I remember when Avery Bradley signed his contract for it was it was six million or something. And everybody's like, "Oh, you're crazy, People you're crazy, man!" Yeah, and then all of a sudden, yeah. you looked at that particular contract, and you're going, "Man, that was that 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 was a a cheap bargain base contract for what Avery Bradley was and could do." All right, we're gonna play a game before we wrap up this episode. It's called it's called the bag and the mini bag. bag I'm gonna give me mini bag. Okay. I'm going to give you a player who got the bag, and you're going to tell me if it, if it was a good idea or a bad idea for the team to do that. And then I'm going to give you a player who got the mini bag, 
And you're gonna tell me if it's a good idea or a bad idea. Okay. If it's worth it. All right. All right. Let's start big. Let's start with the biggest bag of them all this summer. Joel Embiid. He got himself a five-year extension, super max, one hundred forty-seven million max. Yeah. Absolutely. Could that be a bad idea for the 76ers to, to give him all that all that money? What do you think? No, great idea. I think if you look at his production here in the last three, four years, he's been one of the top players right now in the Eastern Conference. And you think about it, when they played uh, Toronto, he was a shot away from going to the finals. Yeah, so he was. I, I think that that's yeah, an was. easy catch right now, you know, of, of baggage. That's what I'll use baggage for. Uh, Joel Embiid, I think that was a good choice. After dealing with Ben Simmons and all that, that whole fiasco, I mean, you got to lock in somebody, right? Yeah, you yeah. got to make sure your 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 top dog is is happy and satisfied. Yeah, your big dog is happy. Keep and him happy. Healthy, yeah. Keep him happy and right. and make sure he always wants to come home. Kemba Walker going back home. The BX native is heading back to New York. Two mm-hmm. years, seventeen point eight million dollars. For the for the Max guy who the former Max guy rather who the Celtics signed two years ago, Max, good idea, bad idea for the New York Knicks. Mm, I'm up in the air, and I'm up in the air because I think he's a great player, but I think that people are their expectation level of Kimba is cardiac Kimba, uh, you know, Madison Square Garden, Big East, step back, moving really really quick. I don't know if he still has that quickness and explosive ability anymore to create as many shots and to get players confused out there when they're guarding him. So I, I'm I'm just, uh, mm, I don't know. My bag has a hole in it. I'll just say that. <laughs> it's just tough because it's all this is out of his control. Obviously, mm. his health mm. concerns has everything to do with this. He can't help himself, but if I'm the New York Knicks, I'm I'm gonna put a, I'm I'm gonna say this is a good idea. I'm, I'm gonna say the investment is worth it because he's a hometown boy. He got the hometown discount. Literally, I can't think of a better example of a hometown discount in the NBA right now. And it's like a you know, show me what you got. You know, two year deal. Well, I, I mean, I think I think that you're you're on to something when it comes to that. But 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 I think the other thing to sway is the fact that when you go home, you back home, you have more distractions because he's from New York. He's from the city. So there's going to be more people knocking on his door, taking him away from what he really needs to do is to rehab and get that knee as strong as possible. And and I'm not sure he'll be able to get it as strong as it needs to be to get back to that tremendous foot speed that Kimball Walker has had. Let's keep it in the tri-state. Let's, let's keep, let's talk about his teammate, the former Celtic, Evan Fournier. He got himself a big bag. You got a bigger bag than than Kimball Walker's on right now, of course. But well, I, yeah, I, I like four years, seventy three million dollars max. Yeah, uh, good I, idea or bad idea from the by the uh, New York Knicks. I like the that. I like it with the Knicks, but I've just seen so many times that the city grinds you down, and the expectation of guys coming there, Amadi Stoudemire coming there, and people said, "Oh my God, he's coming to New York, and they're going to be great." And uh, not so much. Carmelo comes there. They had a, had a good good run, but still wasn't the Carmelo that was taking them to the Eastern Conference Finals or or to the NBA Finals. So it's it's a very tough city to play in. It's one of those things where if you're the New York Knicks, it's like if if you don't spend it, you're gonna lose it. And Emma Fournier just made the most sense, right? So I guess I'm gonna say it's a good idea. You know, 
yeah. At the end of the day, I'm not. If you 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 told me I had to make a choice, I would say be it would be a good idea. Agreed. All right, let's head back home. Let's head back home, Max. Let's head back to Boston. Dennis Schroeder, best contract in the league, if you ask me. Five point eight million, <laughs> one year. Yep, you guessed it. This ain't the big bag. It is not the big bag. But Max, is it a good idea for the Boston Celtics? Oh yeah, to get a a player who was reportedly worth eighty four million, and you get him off the uh, junkyard for six million. All right. Well, let me let me add young, a, He's still a young productive okay. player. Yeah. Let me add a let me add a caveat there to this, right? Because the uh, there's a report indicating that uh, problems last season with the Los Angeles Lakers had a lot to do with 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 him. You know, without mentioning names, uh, there was a report saying that he was a bit selfish and that he was a bit of a locker room problem. And that come on, man, LeBron. You know, we know we know LeBron runs that camp. LeBron <laughs> and AD, that's their basketball. Club. I was thinking it. I well, can't, I, I can't say, see. Yeah. I can't see an ancillary player coming in and being that disruptive to the Lakers system. I mean, come on, Lakers! Don't yeah. don't, don't try don't try to sell me that bill of goods. I mean, you lost, your team beat your beat your ass, and now all of a sudden you're trying to kick Schroeder under the the bus as if he was that piece. They did not have jump shooters. There were a lot of guys. How about yeah. there were a lot of times we saw LeBron James not get back on the defensive end, or uh, we would call Anthony Davis. I, I love Charles Barkley's name. Street clothes. You know, he wasn't available to play. So I, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's just not blame uh, Dennis Schroeder for all that. Agreed. Agreed. And even if there's a little truth to that, I'm going to go with the guy who wants to prove to the entire NBA that he's a max guy. Give me that guy. And then on top of that, the guy who used to idolize Ray John Rondo when him and the gang were, were, were competing for championships. Yeah, I'll take my money on that guy. For that, for that, for that team-friendly contract, 1,000% for sure. That's worth it. Yeah. All right, last one. Last but not least, uh, let's keep it in L.A., right? Carmelo Anthony, mini bag, one year, $2.6 million. Yeah. Good idea or bad idea for the Lakers? That's a great idea for the Lakers. You're getting somebody Absolutely. like that for $2.6 million. The, the thing I wonder about out loud is how can you live off of $2.6 million living in Los Angeles and, and being a professional basketball player? You I do think it for that's one year, man. Know, that's what is kind of you crazy do, you do it for to one me. Year. You're, you're getting them at a bargain basis price, but we know a lot of times players count numbers where they look at somebody else making money, and and there's there gets to be some uh, people who are envious. So hopefully that won't be the case. Do you see turmoil happening in LA with the Lakers? I mean, this IG post from from uh, LeBron James working out with Russell Westbrook, and he's, you know, sarcastically saying, oh, these guys, I don't know if they're going to get along. You know, these guys, they're, they're trouble, you know, obviously playing to the narrative that Russell Westbrook may not be the best guy for this team. How do you react to that? What, I mean, what's your opinion on that, at least, uh, for, from LeBron James to say that? And, of course, that narrative that Russell Westbrook may not be the best option for these three. You know, it's it's really strange because if you think of it, he isn't the puzzle piece that you look at when you have a a missing piece of a puzzle because he has jagged edges, he has turns, he has twists, and it just doesn't seem like that that piece fits. But what we know about him, and I've I've heard people say, is just his energy level. And he can't wait to get it done. And 
and he's so enthusiastic about his team that he's going to maybe get some infusion of um, of just playing the game uh, to Anthony Davis, to LeBron James. So, so there are a lot of good things about this. Yeah, definitely. I can't wait to see it all pan out, man. You know, we'll, we'll see which Western Conference teams gives them the the, the, the biggest fight. But you I don't are know, man. so you, you're so right. I mean, because this could I don't be, know. this could ultimately could be a train wreck happening. But you have yeah. all these guys under contract for extended period of time, and what you needed from these these guys, the guy coming in, you needed more outside shooting. Westbrook is an outside jump shooter. So I don't think that you have, I don't want to say, um, finished off your dream by uh, by having uh, Westbrook, who's not a shooter. It's a work in progress, for sure. Mm-hmm. You can say the same thing about the Celtics, too. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, right after the Brooklyn Nets and the, and the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, put the Celtics in there. But I'll tell you this much, they're going to be – I think they're, they're a team that's going to be fighting for playoff uh, for home court in, in the playoffs, you know. And if that's the yeah. case, then that's a good place to be in right now, you know, coming I, off that 500 season. Yeah, I mean, they're they're a team that has a lot to prove, and because of that, having a 500 season, your coach leaving, changing the roster, giving the keys to other people, yeah, it, I think it's going to be a challenge. But I think a, a challenge that players will happily accept. Absolutely. That's exactly what Brad Stevens had to say uh, during his segment as, as part of the uh, WEI Nesson Jimmy Fund telethon. Uh, he talked briefly about the offseason and saying, look, I'm not going to put a ceiling on this team. I just tell you this much, though. I like the position we're in, and I really like the chances to be a great team out there with a the brand new coach and email Doka. So, Well, I think that Brad is going to – what else could he say? He's yeah. going to say, well, EMA is horrible, and the players we got are horrible. <laughs> Everybody looks at their team as a playoff contender. Maybe not a championship team, but a playoff contender. And I think that's the way you look at Celtics having as much talent as they have on their bench right now. Definitely. Absolutely, Max. Man, we're like, what are we? Over a, we're, we got still a month to go until we get some preseason basketball. So we still got ways to go. But in the meantime, Max, you cool out out there in North Carolina. Enjoy the fam. I'll go down the fort and we'll we'll check back in next week. All right. You know, for right, brand new Take it easy. All right, man. That's the end of this episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. Of course, you already know, subscribe on iTunes or any other platform where you listen to your podcast. You can find us, of course, the Cedric Maxwell Podcast every week. And, of course, you can catch up on all the other episodes that we've dropped. And uh, in video version, we'll be back. YouTube, CLNS Media, guys. We'll see you next week.